Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of the Daily Stand-Up. Without any further ado, let's get started. My name is Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Dad, and it's Friday. It's about time. And it's time for us to talk about something that could be Agile-related, but not Agile-specific. But I wanted to stick with the theme of answering emails from people who've written in to us. So this email that I received talks a little bit about, uh, well, it asks us to cover a little more about psychological safety. In our classes and in our courses, we talk a lot about what psychological safety is, how it applies to most organizations, but they wanted us to really dig in and give the wherewithal of what is psychological safety, how does it apply to most groups, and you know, they wrote a really nice, thoughtful letter. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to talk for a few moments just about where psychological safety came from and what first comes to mind, you know, and I think anytime I hear, you know, psychological, you know, type things or whatever, I, I instantly either think of a shrink, a doctor, or I think of, you know, a, a movie, right? You know, like a, a psycho thriller type movie type thing, right? You know, I think that we go into danger mode when we start thinking about psychological safety because it makes us feel like, Something's not safe. The term psychological safety, back in 1999, Edmonston described the term as a sense of confidence. And that's interesting when you think about it as a sense of confidence. But it's a sense of confidence that the team will not embarrass, reject, or punish someone for speaking up. And I think that's powerful. You know, I think that if you think in terms of psychological safety and team organization and team well-being, getting teams to self-improve and self-engage, I think it's going to put you in a great place. Um, so the question then becomes, how do we treat psychological safety with regard to Scrum and with regard to Kanban? Do we address those things? How does Agile talk about it? And, you know, in my opinion, I think that the concept of psychological safety is absolutely critical. It's part of the underlying mind shift that helps us grow, improve, and change, and do the things that we need to do. Um, it's also built on a, a series of trust and respect, and it really is reflected primarily in the Scrum values. So if you take each one of the Scrum values, you could break it down, and you could say, okay, let's use the force. Let's talk about focus first. So focus encourages safety by providing clear roles for team members and well-defined goals for specific sprints. Uh, it allows the team to focus on a few things at a time, and team safety emerges because there are clear expectations set for what they're trying to do. I love it. I think that makes perfect sense. I think it's a great idea. Uh, let's talk about openness. Openness is the true basis of Scrum. It is the primary you know, base. It is the foundation on which things are built. This leads to transparency, allowing all the team members to inspect and adapt. Everyone shares information regardless of whether it's a progress or a problem. Openness fosters great collaboration with stakeholders, with leaders, with managers, and encourages everyone to learn from the team and a team to learn from all of them. So it just creates this open-air environment where people can voice their concerns, can talk about things. I love it. I think it's amazing. Uh, respect, of course, is next. And, you know, that comes from working together. You know, anytime you have collective success or collective failure, you're going to earn a respect from your peers. Mutual respect just creates that environment of trust and that environment of safety. 
and it allows you to feel comfortable offering different opinions, acknowledging that teams are diverse and made up of diverse individuals, and allows the team to more effectively meet the goals for the stakeholders and to really you know, get a good understanding of what's going on. Uh, commitment requires team members to dedicate themselves to the effort and to the team and to the sprint right up front. They give their best effort to work towards the shared goal and you know, to make sure their teammates understand, collaborate often, learn together, and apply what they've learned so that they can embrace and enhance and build that internal Agile center of excellence that's going to help them really become awesome. The E in the force is for extreme courage. And I think this is where you get the environment of developing like you know, a sense of responsibility for the team's work, right? When each team member has courage to access the collective brain power of all the people that they work with, and they have full support of the team, the team structure starts to give members the courage to challenge the status quo, to voice concerns, to talk about benefits, and to be vulnerable enough to share their weaknesses as well as their strengths. Because courage is not you know, all about just being brave or sharing when you're concerned or saying no. Courage is calling out when there's problems, but it's also sharing weaknesses. And I think that's incredibly important. Now, this letter also mentions Kanban. They ask, can you still have psychological safety in a Kanban environment? Absolutely. Kanban principles emphasize evolutionary change, increasing the effectiveness of what your current environment is. So if you think about psychological safety for team members, uh, you can approach that by minimizing the uncertainty and discomfort of change. You can start with what you do now. So team members start with what they're currently doing and improve the process from that point. There's not drastic, swift changes in the way work is done. They find safety in the familiar and they build respect for each other and start by what you're doing now and just keep on doing what you're doing as long as it's something that's good. We agree to pursue incremental evolutionary change. Although Kanban makes no immediate changes, both management and team members must commit to continuous incremental improvement. You know, it's just like everything else. If you're following the empirical process, it's going to make sense. You need to inspect and adapt and make those changes. This encourages safety because the skill and experience that you gain forms the best basis for change to occur. Uh, respect the current process, the current roles, responsibilities, titles. Trust emerges from acknowledging that some elements of the team's current approach do actually work and are worth preserving. Fear of change is so difficult. But it can be reduced by allowing current roles, responsibilities, and job titles to initially remain. I often tell people when I'm teaching in class, don't worry about what the title is. Worry about what the responsibilities are and marry those responsibilities back to individuals by name who are fulfilling those responsibilities. And if you find there's a ton of, a ton of people responsible for a specific thing, that usually means you have overcrowding or too many people trying to do the same job. Whereas if you have you know one responsibility... And uh, and an next responsibility and an next responsibility and it all falls on one person's shoulders. You know that's a clear indicator that you're not being respectful of that person's role and responsibility. Kind of makes sense, right? The goal is to create a supportive environment where innovative thinking is promoted and people love to work together. It just it makes everything better, right? It makes everything flow better. Also, we should encourage acts of leadership at all levels, acknowledging that any team member can be a leader. You know, uh, it reminds me of ratatouille. Anyone can cook, right? But uh, it increases psychological safety by taking everyday actions of the people in the trenches and, you know, proving that they should be respected and can be a truly important source for up-and-coming leadership. 
creating a space for every team member to be a continuous change agent, a change agent allows for new ideas to emerge and allows and it's encouraged to have innovation. You know, uh, a CEO that I was very close to used to always tell me, she said, Lee, she says, failure breeds innovation. And I couldn't think that being more true, right? She says, if you fail to innovate, you fail to improve. Or if you fail to fail, you fail to innovate. And if you fail to innovate, you fail to improve. And I just thought that was so true. I think that sometimes we're just so fearful, uh, whether it's the fear of change or whether it's a fear of innovation. And I think that the number one enemy of psychological safety may indeed be fear. And th- that begs the question, how do we handle fear? You know, are we, are we trying to attack it head on and do the things that we can to create a, an environment of personal psychological safety? Or are we letting fear rule the roost and we're not able to do the things that we need to do and uh, falling into traps that make it impossible for us to grow as individuals and as associates within an organization? I think the key here is if we're trying to find psychological safety, the very first place we need to start this is at home. And I think that psychological safety within our families, with our children, with our spouse, with relationships, with our parents, I just think it's so important to create an environment where people feel comfortable to talk to one another. Uh, Secrets should be at a minimum. You know, people should feel willing and comfortable sharing ideas, especially if they're not always the norm ideas. You know, you want to get some innovative, fun, creative ideas from all those people around you. And I think it's just important to remember that, you know, We don't have forever with the people that we love. So it's just important for us to create an environment where they feel good about what they can contribute and where you feel good about the things that you're hearing. Well, I hope you have an amazing weekend. As always, I just I want to say thank you to every single one of you who subscribe and every one of you listen. We've got a lot going on. We've got a lot of exciting things. Every day is a new topic, and it's lots of fun. We encourage you to send your topics to learn more, L-E-A-R-N-M-O-R-E at AgileDad.com. That's where we can review those topics, get them queued up for a future episode, and you can be part of the Daily Stand-Up Podcast. Until next time, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, stay agile, my friends. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, do take care.